When people say you can't, you can't juggle four kids, you can't be in great shape, have an amazing relationship. When they say you can't, it's the power of you can't. They're like, don't tell me I can't, that means I must. Welcome back to the Own Your Future podcast. This is the behind the scenes of Alex Hermosi. I don't know if you caught the interview last week. Oh my God, it was pure fire. If you haven't, as soon as you're done, go listen to the previous episode. This is a guy who's just created so much success in his life in such a short period of time. You can't believe how old this guy is and he's done so much, sold multiple companies. A year ago, decided to go all in on social media. He's one of the most followed people on the planet. It's incredible. But a really good dude who happened to have some underdog uh, traits that I want to talk about today. Now, here's the cool part. I've been friends with Alex for a few years and I get to know him personally. I got to work out with him in the gym. If you ever saw a picture of the guy, he's not only ripped the shreds, he is so strong. It is humbling to go to the gym with him. It is also amazing to go to dinner with his wife and see the love and the connection they have. Those two are absolutely magical together, not only in business, but in life. But sometimes you just want to know what really goes on behind the scenes when no one is watching. And I have to tell you, we have this text string that we always go back and forth and he makes me laugh. Uh, and the common thread is we joke with each other about our past, about our dads. Uh, we joke and make light of it, but it, always, it wasn't always light. It always wasn't funny in our lives. It was a thing that could have held us back, could have stopped us. We all have our insecurities. We all have the things that get us stuck. And he didn't allow it. I thought about today, what would be the best thing to cover? And it's like, how about the underdog advantage? That happens to be a book I wrote, kind of a shameless plug. But I thought about it. The reason I wrote that book is because so many times in life, being an underdog, will hold us back. Now, I am surely not gonna knock anybody who's an Uber driver. I love anyone who has initiative and drive and works. I worked in construction. I worked in the worst jobs possible. I drove a tow truck in the middle of the night when it was freezing in upstate New York. It was so cold. I painted cars. I changed engines. I've done everything. So please know that this isn't judging. But how many times have you, have you ever been in an Uber? I, love, I, used to, I haven't been in an Uber in years. Um, but when I was a lot, for when, especially when they first came out, if I'd be in for 20 minutes or a half hour, hour going to the airport and spark up a conversation, I'd always hear when it comes to the business they were going to create is I was going to, but... 2007 came and the real estate market wiped out everything and put me out. I was gonna, but I went through a divorce. I lost everything, could never come back. I was gonna, but no one in my family believed in me. They thought I was a dreamer. I was gonna, but the economy changed. I was gonna, but, but, but. And to, to me, that's all, uh, you know, feeling like an underdog. I have disadvantages. I, I felt like an underdog as a kid. I, my parents were married nine times. I, I moved. 20 times in my life by the time I was 20 years old. We didn't have money. I lived in a trailer park till we were evicted from the trailer park because my mom working three jobs couldn't afford to make the monthly payments on it. I could say, you know, I had dyslexia in seventh grade. I could barely read. Uh, Mrs. Thompson let me know how stupid I was almost every single day in special ed. Um, I never went to college. I didn't start with money. And I'm not saying, look at me, look what I've done. All I'm saying is we all can look through the lens of being an underdog. When Alex wanted to do his own thing, he couldn't see himself being a doctor and following in his father's footsteps. His father said, you'll never make it. You're never going to amount to anything. And the relationship suffered. 
He went and started with nothing, was sleeping on the floor of gyms wherever he could. When he first met Layla and they were dating, they had to move in with her parents. He was sleeping on the couch in the guest room, down to his last thousand dollars, feeling pretty pathetic. Now, in those moments of time of feeling like an underdog, it's easy to say, and rightfully so, poor me. It's someone else's fault. It's the economy. It's the president. It's my ex. It's my parents. Or a different perspective could be, I'm in control of my own des destiny. There's no one coming to save me. It's all on me. My wins, on me. My failures, on me. Not easy to get, gain that mindset. And that's why I wrote a whole book about it. What if we could take being an underdog and turn it to our advantage? I want to share a couple things, just some, some chapter titles. But here's a good one. How about underdogs have nothing to lose? You see why an underdog has an unfair advantage? Because usually you have nothing to lose. When Alex Ramosi was down to a thousand bucks living on the couch or the spare bedroom of his girlfriend's parents, or sleeping on the floor of gyms, he had nothing to lose. He only had something to gain. Now, you don't have to be sleeping on a floor to say you have nothing to lose. If you're in a job that's robbing your soul, do you really have anything to lose? If you're in a relationship that you know is toxic or just is just debilitating you, you have nothing to lose if you change it. When we decide that we're an underdog and we say thank you, I have nothing to lose if I go for it. If you're a big old company and everything's perfect, man, you got a lot to lose if you try something new. But we can innovate, we can pivot, we can shift, we can experiment. I love this one. Underdogs can use the power of you can't. Now, think about that. How many times in life have you had somebody say, that won't work, That's you're, you're being a dreamer. Uh, somebody would have thought about that. Oh, if you're thinking about an invention, <laughs> come on. With all the trademarks and the copyrights out there, somebody else has already thought about that. Oh, it takes money to make money. You, you can't do that. And how many times, even though we say it doesn't affect us, it kind of does. It's kind of cumulative, right? We watch the news, then we got a couple friends, and all of a sudden, you don't even know why you didn't go after your dreams. I remember, I said it before, but I remember Mrs. Thompson in seventh grade, literally every day would tell me I was stupid and why can't you read, just sound it out. I had dyslexia for God's sakes, but nobody diagnosed it until I was older. She told me I was kind of dumb. Mrs. Marticello, God rest her soul, she made it to 100 and became one of my dearest friends. But in school, she, 11th grade, she was kind of tough on me because I had trouble in English. 12th grade, I decided just to go to school for two hours, just enough to graduate. And I remember, and I even had my dad at certain points in my life telling me I was a dreamer, big shot, trying for too much, and friends. And I can remember when it really impacted me and started to build. But then I found this moment in my life, and I don't know if it's God, it's divine, but I want to give it to you today. What if this was the day you decided that when you hear you can't, then you know you will and you must. You see, it took me a little while to get there, but right now, when I have someone say, you can't do a two million person live event online, doesn't happen, it means I know I must, and we have, and we did. When people say you can't, you can't juggle four kids, you can't be in great shape, have an amazing relationship, when they say you can't, it's the power of you can't to be like, don't tell me I can't, that means I must. So what if today, anybody in your life that says it's not for you, even that inner self-doubt that causes imposter syndrome, what if you decided today that if your voice says you can't, your spouse says you can't, your parents, your friends, people in your life say you can't, 
That means you can, because what I realized is when most people say you can't, that means you don't have a lot of competition. Most people are sitting on their hands saying, well, that's not for me. If someone else helps me, maybe I could. If people supported me, I could. BS. Turn their nose into the wind behind your sail, not the anchor. Oh, life changes immediately. Underdogs are relentlessly resourceful. I want you to think about this, and I see this in, in Alex Hermosi's life. So I have to tell you, again, being a friend, about a year ago, uh, Alex hits me up. He's selling his company. Um, he's selling his company. He says, hey, I, I want to come. Can I come consult with you for a day? And I love doing that for friends. You know, I'm 30, 20-something years older than him, been in business longer. So he jumps on a plane. He comes, him and Layla, his wife come, and we go up. I have a house in upstate Arizona. So we drive up together and we go and it's a beautiful mountain house and pine trees all over and view. It's really beautiful. We're sitting out in the back deck and we're all talking. And he said, and that day I happened to have someone find my home in Arizona and they jumped over the fence and knocked on the door. They were just, they were super polite, just kind of creepy, kind of weird, right? Um, that that happens. <laughs> and I can only imagine for top celebrities because I'm surely not a top celebrity, but it, it happened quite often. And he was there and he's like, man, how can you be forward facing and be public? I just want to be successful, make a lot of money, but no one know my name. He said, how could you do that? And I said, well, I made a decision a long time ago, Alex, that if that's how I can impact the world, how I can leave a legacy, how I can love what I do every day and still employ hundreds of people and be an amazing dad and leave a legacy for my kids, if being forward facing allows that impact, then I'm willing to do that. And in that moment, he said, I'm doing it. Now, he went in that year. He's one of the most followed people online now. Million five on YouTube, over a million on Instagram. I mean, he is skyrocketing. Why? Because he made a decision. What, did he have all the resources? Sure, financially. But what he did and what I'm going to share with you is he has found a way since he started on a gym floor to create a company that he sold with lots of zeros at the end to be massively resourceful even if you don't have the resources. Let me ask you something. How many people hit lotto? They got resources. They go broke. Why? Because they weren't resourceful. If you could leave your kids a million bucks or leave them the power of being resourceful, which one would you leave them? I know without a doubt you're saying resourceful. I watch that in Alex's life. The, he's successful now. He has resources and resourcefulness. Oof, you can't touch somebody with both. I promise you right now, you cannot touch somebody with both. But until you have the resources, it's time to be massively resourceful. What Alex did is he studied every single person he could that has done incredible on social media, on YouTube, on Instagram with a podcast. He found the best practices. That's another thing underdogs do. They learn from people who've already been there. They don't try to figure it out on their own. He learned, he came and spent a day consulting with me and he went to others and others and others and he put together his formula, found a way to be resourceful, shot videos, found things, and now he's one of the most watched people online. That's how you model your business. That's how you model your life. Find people who've already done what you want to do and do what they do. So, resourcefulness or resources? Ah, I'll pick resourcefulness every day of the week. As I repeat way too many times, Ogmandino's third scroll, I will persist until I succeed. Well, if you learn from others who have already been there, you're massively resourceful and you continue to persist, there's no doubt 
that you will succeed to that next level wherever area of your life you so choose. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the Own Your Future podcast. Share this with three friends right now and tell them they should listen. Go back and listen to the last three, especially Alex's and the weeks before that were, oh my God, amazing. Subscribe, follow, make sure you're informed and watch every single week. And if you'd like, you could be on our newsletter at deansnewsletter.com. We'll just keep you informed on what's going on. Until next time, do whatever it takes to own your future. See you soon.